I'm Shyla Kabalan on the level, on the go, and on WIBC.com. Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Just open the schools and let's get to work already. It's coronavirus. We all get it. We all see it. We're fine. Open the schools. Let's get to work. More and more, the push is to get back going. They had the Super Bowl just a few weeks ago, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they beat the Kansas City Chiefs, I think it was 31-9. to Tom Brady won his 434th Super Bowl. And all the people gathered in the streets, and oh no, super spreader event. Oh, those dummies in Tampa, they're all going to get coronavirus. No super spreader event. Cases of coronavirus are down in Tampa 30%. Hillsborough County, Florida, that's where Tampa Bay is, down 30%. So what are we doing? Still putting ourselves in positions of fear. We should be at the forefront aggressively pushing to get open, to stay open, to get kids back in school, to take care of them the way they need to be taken care of. It's funny that people complain about education, but all want their kids back in school. Because A, something is better than nothing, and B, education is more than just what gets taught by the teacher. There's a doctor, Marty Makari, currently with John Hopkins, member of the National Academy of Medicine. He was on Fox News discussing this with Bill Hemmer and Dana Perino. We had very low levels of infection by April. I mean, extremely low levels. And that's just based okay, on the so, slope so he, I'm just of trying the rate to get of decline. Right We've here. got to explain it. Got it, Doc. Sorry. At the current trajectory, I expect COVID will be mostly gone by April. Those are your words. Continue. That's right. Look at the rate of decline. So we've got about half the country. I estimate 55% based on the sampling capture rate of tested confirmed cases. About 55% of the country has natural immunity. Now add to that vaccinated immunity. 15% of the country by the end of this week, up to 40% of the country by early April. That will kick in. We saw studies today on the effectiveness of the first dose of the vaccine. The first dose alone kicks in and we're going to see a an easier supply distribution given the new finding today that we can use regular freezers instead of minus 80 degree freezers so vaccinated immunity is going to augment natural immunity so if we can hold a vaccine basically in a really cold yeti we should be able to get vaccines out to more and more people and that distribution is going well sorry uh, president biden it wasn't your plan it was already happening there Herd immunity by April. Well, this ties in with the conversation that Barons.com had. J.P. Morgan guys saying April, May that we would be in, in this spot. We should be celebrating and we should be open now. Right now. No, you don't have to wait. That's all mythology. It's a lie. Pushing back on that is extremely, extremely important. 
pushing back on the fear is extremely, extremely important. And we keep going over why do they want this? Why do they want you to live in fear? Well, Tony, it's about power. Well, Tony, it's about control. Now, let's go the step further. What control? Honestly. This is a question that you need to ask yourself out loud because I'm not telling you that I've got the best answer here. Sometimes, even the answer we know to be true isn't the answer. Meaning, I have absolutely no doubt that those who favor large government favor controlling the people. Because if you don't, well, then what's the point of large government? What's the point of all that power if you can't use it? I mean, that's, that's a worthy question. But now one has to ask themselves, what is it that they actually want to control? What is it that they are after? What's the point of fear? And I put forth to you that there is no point. There is no point at this stage of the game. There wasn't even a point then. Except you could argue eight months ago, eight months ago, that we were just starting to really get an understanding of what was going on with this virus. Even though at the time I was still somebody who didn't believe in shutdowns at all. I don't care if you wear a mask or not. I don't think that governors should be able to engage mandates. I think businesses can make the decision for themselves, and so can adults. And since we have seen when mass mandates went to, into effect, and we have seen the giant rise in cases afterwards, let's be clear, masks may have been of service, but they didn't stop coronavirus. Did masks prevent things from getting worse? Well, I guess so. You know, it'd be like saying that wearing a mask doesn't do anything. Well, of course wearing a mask does something. I mean, it, it's just it's just ridiculous and awkward to say otherwise. You got to really hate logic to say that wearing a mask doesn't do something. But at this stage of the game, if you're still pushing mask mandates, what are you doing? What's the point? What do you get out of it? Well, one of the things you could get out of it, if you're a governor or an elected official or a business owner, possibly. Well, let's let's talk uh, political first. Is CYA. Right? CYA is cover your A. How are you? See what I did there? It's pretty good. So that's one reason to do it. Why are businesses doing it? Why are people doing it? Why do you see grown men screaming at women uh, in Costco or other places? You're not wearing your mask and you put the camera right in their face. And the answer is virtue signaling. Part of the reason... We continue down this road in America is because people want to be seen as caring about their fellow man. I put forth that when you actually care about your fellow man, you leave them alone and stay out of their way. When we take a look at woke society, when we take a look at conversations uh, 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 about race and 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 how critical race theory is is this evil divider and creates uh, bigotry it starts from the premise that i don't get left alone and you don't want to leave me alone i'm not bothering you at all but i'm guilty well that's one heck of a road 
But that's exactly what happens. That's exactly what happens. People are wearing masks to show that they care about other people. That's not how you care about me. You know how you show you care about me? Cash cigars and back rubs. That's how you show you care about me. Wearing a mask doesn't show you care about me. But that's the message that many people want to put forward when they're wearing a mask, and that's why they shame other people, or try to, about wearing, why aren't you wearing your mask? You're going to kill Grandma. But is that really, truly, what it is that we're seeing? Is that why we're still a society so almost deranged about masks? Well, if you tell me it's about control, I'll tell you I agree. The question is, what are they controlling? Well, they're able to keep the kids out of school. Yes, and unions are taking it on the chin, and rightfully so. I can only hope and pray this leads to the breaking of the teachers' union, breaking them in half. By the way, it's not every teachers' union, but you get my point. It's about keeping the kids out of school? No. In this situation, it's about the union being able to get something financially for keeping the kids out of school and utilizing kids as a way of that leverage. Right? I understand that. But what does your governor gain from it? If we say that it's control, right, you got to ask yourself what they're controlling. And the answer is they're not controlling anything. Well, they are controlling your ability to make a living. That much is true. What do they gain from that? What do they gain from telling the gym owner in New Jersey or the bar owner in Indiana or the, or the restaurant owner in, in Los Angeles you can't open? What is it that they gain? Well, these people will learn that government is the most important thing. It's not what they're learning. They're learning to hate their government, which is why they're fleeing California, which is why a lot of people were extremely upset in Indiana. It's why they're, they're taking a look uh, at other places and saying, yeah, we're done here. Oh, look, Florida's open for business. I'm saying that this whole idea that it's about control that would be a lot easier to understand if it played out that way. My father often discusses that the scariest person or the most dangerous person is the person who screws you over for no reason whatsoever. See, when someone screws you over and, and they get the business deal, all right, you can see it. It ain't right, but you, you, you can understand why they did it. When they screw you over and they gain nothing, or when they screw you over and, they hurt, and it hurts them, but they did it to screw you over, that person's dangerous. That person is crazy. And that's what we're looking at. People who shut down businesses and shut down states. For what? So they could look good? Look good to whom? 
Are you telling me that governors shut down states? So those people who might be so inclined to give to the governors who did the right thing will get the donations? You mean they put people out of work so they can get themselves a dollar from the other person on a political donation? Or maybe set up another opportunity down the road? It's a callous way to think. But it would at least make sense. It's despicable. I wouldn't vote for it. I would try and throw them out of office. Okay, but it's something. You did it so people will think that you're a good person? You ruined lives so people will like you? And no guarantee of anything. That's nuts. My problem is... I think that's what we're seeing. And I don't have a good way of grasping that, guys. I don't have a good way of connecting with that and figuring out what in the world to do with it because that is criminally and criminally and cl clinically insane. But I think that's what we see. If you can hear doctors say, we're going to have herd immunity, if you're going to hear the CDC say, we can get the schools open, there is no other reason not to open the schools. But the union doesn't open the schools because they want a couple of bucks. It's all about money. You give them enough bucks, they will open the schools and they will lick all the doorknobs on the way in. Guaranteed, led by Randy Weingartner, they will lick all the doorknobs heading in. You better believe it. They want something out of it. You can get it. You know it's just a negotiation. The people who are in fear for their lives and screaming at you not to wear a mask... The, the, the politicos who still say, no, we can't open? Man, those people are dangerous. I'm Tony Katz. There's a story out from Just the News. I actually saw Stacey Washington share this. She's on Sirius XM Radio. You've heard her fill in here before. Uh, Stacey on the right. Love her. Me, I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669. A $5,000 online college program would, cut, would crush liberal hold on higher education. And it's how uh, they're reporting that Dinesh D'Souza is proposing this alternative online university system. Now, I don't want to tell Dinesh that he's a bit late to the party, but this exists in a, in a, in a big way. This exists in a large way. Now, it might not be specifically $5,000, but it certainly is the idea that a four-year university is not necessary as we know it. Now, I, I will admit, I used to be much tougher on colleges. And I would, my line was college is absolutely unnecessary. You do not need the sheepskin, and what you need are the skills, meaning you don't need a four-year degree. You need the skill set, and people are going to hire to the skill set. But we have to be honest that there are some things that do require a college. There are some things that you want that education for. The bigger conversation piece is that college is not for everybody, and we should stop thinking that you need college to be a fully formed human being. It's simply untrue. It's, there's no fact in that at all you do not need college to be a fully formed person some people might need college some people college may be good for a bunch of people absolutely not 
I'm a big fan of something called Ivy Tech. Ivy Tech is a community college all around the state of Indiana. And for $5,000 a year, you can go to Ivy Tech. And in two years, you will have spent $10,000. And you will have uh, either an, an associates, if you will, uh, or you will have credits that are transferable to universities in Indiana, which means you only have to pay now for a year or two, depending on how many courses you took, all right? Let's call it two years of a quote-unquote university, and you saved half the money. And also, you could have done that, you know, certainly by showing up. But there are things like Purdue Global, and there are things like WGU. There are all sorts of online ways. We know that Google is already in putting forth the idea of, of certificates. There's, there's coursework you can do with a group called 1150 Academy. Now, uh, full, full disclosure, I, I don't even know the guys. I know of them. They are not sponsors of this program, although uh, they should be. 1150.org. Right? So you've got this nonprofit coding boot camp, but they've got the, these, these full-time courses. Full-time, right? If you want to be uh, software development uh, full-time, it's a $13,000 cost. Cybersecurity full-time, $18,000 cost. And you can then take these courses and then possibly take them into uh, the, 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 the job world. Because what people want are skills. And what we should not want, never mind we don't want indoctrination, right? That's, that's what, what Dinesh D'Souza is saying. You got to put an end to liberals hold over higher education. We need to change what we mean by education and what it is that we value within. That's what we have to do. These types of things aren't about owning the libs. These kinds of things are about providing opportunity to break the stranglehold of you must do this in order to be decent and good. None of that is true. Choose your own course. Honestly, it's Dragon's Lair, baby. Make your own adventure. You don't need four years of the university. It might not be for you. Maybe two years will be better and save you a whole bunch of cash. Maybe none of it and you need a trade school. Maybe it's 1150 Academy or Full Sail. The idea that you need what they say you need, that's what has to be broken. Now, the fact that that will also break a lot of progressives' control over children, that's just a plus. But don't make it just about the liberals and you'll get a lot more people involved. So the reporting goes as follows. And I think a little more needs to develop here for me to get a, a better picture of what's going on. Because on the, on the first, on the front, I, I don't think it's, well, I don't think it's anything we didn't already know. The Washington Times is reporting that the Biden team colluded with Iran to foil Trump diplomacy. That is one heck of a headline. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833 got Tony. That is the number 833-468-8669. On Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, the podcast at Rumble, R-U-M-B-L-E, rumble.com. 
Now, we know that people like John Kerry, um, who I have uh, very uh, very little, uh, I, ho- I hold in very little esteem. There you go. He has been such a ridiculous proponent of the Iran nuclear deal. He has um, uh, been such a uh, proponent of America leading from behind, that, that very Obama-esque point of, of view, uh, a lack of leadership being designated as leadership through an anti-intellectual uh, approach that makes one think they do good things as opposed to questioning and actually looking at results. Well, he has uh, for forever been wanting America to get back into the Iran nuclear deal and discussing things with Iran. Pretty ugly, if you ask me. What this story details, and it's worth the read, is that uh, the Iranian foreign minister, Javad Zarif, has been meeting with uh, the former Middle East advisor to President Obama, Robert Malley, uh, possibly meeting with people like, like John Kerry, And one of the things that they've been doing is to discuss how to deal with Trump pulling out of the Iran nuclear agreement. Conversations about how Zarif holds influence amongst a tightly knit group, quote unquote, I'm reading it here, inside the U.S. that has long advocated for Washington to take a more accommodating tack toward Iran. Now, we don't need to work hard at, 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 at this. Iran is the key sponsor of terrorism around the globe. North Korea sponsors terrorism around the globe. We know this. So I always find it a bit problematic that you would want to do things to make it easier for them to do what they do. The sanctions work. And cracking the mullahs, the hardliners, and the clerics is not easy. But it was working. The United States stopped doing that under those Obama days. And now we've stopped again. Stopping will not help us, you understand. Stopping absolutely will not help at all. Now, while you're engaged in these sanctions, if you're somebody like Donald Trump, you're also talking. That happens a lot. That, that's exactly what happened with North Korea. Trump wanted to talk. Remember, Donald Trump didn't just look into North Korea. He crossed over into North Korea. Literally just crashed. Yeah, sure, I'll walk with you. That's some pretty stunning stuff. Let's not deny that. It turns out that Trump was actually considering trying to have conversations with the Iranians. That there was an opportunity possibly to try and figure out a way to make things work. Now, did the Biden team, if you will, I'm calling it the Biden team in this case, did they work with Zarif to prevent that from happening? Well, that's a question.
There's also a question as to exactly how connected these people all are to each other. Exactly how much power does does Zarif have in the U.S.? By the way, John Kerry has met with Zarif twice. That's publicly acknowledged meetings. That's during the early years of the Trump administration. Who knows how many times they may have met, talked, sent notes. I don't know. Uh, Shared a message on Snapchat. Beats me. 100% beats me. So this story needs much more investigation and also needs a little bit of backfill. Because if we are now going to show that emphatically these leftists who now are are fully immersed in the Biden team, these Obama 2.0ers, or would you call them 3.0ers in this case, We're working against the elected president of the United States. In in regards to foreign policy, you don't put these people in positions of power. You put these people up against the wall. Because if that's not treasonous, nothing is. So before we get there, before we get to that spot, this is where I say everyone just take a breath. I want to get some backfill on this story. I want to make sure I understand all of the connections. I want to see where the accusations have been made against Republicans for speaking to this foreign leader or that foreign leader. And just so we're clear, they said that Michael Flynn was guilty of the Logan of a violation of the Logan Act when he was the incoming national security advisor. John Kerry is some punk climate envoy. That's so we're all clear that it was wrong for Michael Flynn. Well, well, that's why I say take a breath, take a beat, make sure we know what we're dealing with. This story is not going to just disappear from us. It will never get reported by CNN or MSNBC. But this is a I mean, this is a pretty solid allegation here. Biden team colluded with Iran to foil Trump diplomacy. If anybody that team worked with Iran not to have meetings with Trump so you could have meetings with Biden if he won? Well, that's a That's something we're going to have to deal with as a country, whether the country likes it or not. I'm Fingers Malloy with the Bourbon Minute brought to you by the Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast. I love pairing my bourbon with Chick-fil-A. Well, because Chick-fil-A is awesome. But I'm a little disappointed with some breaking Chick-fil-A news as they've decided to stop selling bagels this spring. According to MSM.com, Chick-fil-A is slimming down its menu this spring. Two items, bagels and decaf coffee. Eh. 
are being totally removed from the chain's menus in coming months, along with other size changes to consolidate its offerings and make way for new items. The four- and six-piece kids' nugget meals will be replaced with a five-piece meal, while milkshake, coffee, and ice cream cone sizes will also be narrowed. Chick-fil-A menu chaos! For more information on all this, check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash eatdrinksmoke. This was the Bourbon Minute brought to you by Eat, Drink, Smoke. It's your Cigar, bourbon, foodie, radio extravaganza. Check it out on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast platform. Eat, drink, smoke. You know, I talked about this story the other day about how there were Democrats who want to pass a bill that uh, would prevent President Trump from being buried in Arlington. I mean, they actually wrote it. It's House Bill 484. Can't have, create, you cannot discre- create or display, no federal money used. Any simple monument or statue commemorating any former president that has been twice impeached by the House of Representatives on or before the date of enactment of this act or has been convicted of a state or federal crime relating to actions taken in an official capacity as President of the United States on federal public land, including any highway, park, subway, federal building, military installation, street, or other federal property. Someone took some time to write that craziness. And that person is Congressman Andre Carson of Indianapolis. He wrote the bill. You have nothing better to do, sir? This is how you spend your time? That's just... That, that is... Sir, can we just call it pathetic and move on with our day now? Ridiculous, pathetic, sad, doesn't help anybody, doesn't do anything, doesn't better the lives of the people of Indianapolis, nor the people of Indiana, nor the people of the United States, doesn't better anybody who's black or white or Muslim or Catholic or Jewish or Christian or woman or man or gay or straight. I have There are so many categories I cannot keep up. Nothing. This is like obsessive, Glenn Close fatal attraction kind of stuff. I mean, it's creepy. You spent, you actually took your time to do this. Ain't, ain't that something? Now, tomorrow, I will get into this piece from Barry Weiss. Telling the story of Jody Shaw at Smith College. And the pushback against wokeism i think it's finally upon us now wokeism is going to push back because this is a power play people this is a gigantic power play that's all wokeism is they it is it is a that this is about power and control You see, when you tell me that there are people out there still demanding you wear a mask after we know that we're in a pretty good spot, it's just weird. It's virtue signaling. Critical race theory and anti-racism are about power and control. Wokeism is about power and control. And my advice is you don't give it to them. My advice is you don't let them have it. My advice is you simply say no. What does it matter what they say? What does it matter what they yell and scream about and what names they call you? They're going to call you those names anyway. They might as well get nothing from you while they call you those names. 
I take this to an author named Ryan T. Anderson, who I've actually had on the show before. And he talks a lot about marriage and religion, some things I agree with, disagree with, whatever the case may be. He wants to write a book, he can write a book. He wrote a book called When Harry Became Sally, Responding to the Transgender Moment. He's got a take on on transgender. Right? I have a take on transgender. You're an adult. uh, You can do what you want. I don't understand it. But that's not the prerequisite, is it? The prerequisite is not that I understand it. But you uh, certainly can live your life the way you see fit. What I demand is that you not tell me how to live my life because you've made a change to yours. Which is why I oppose men in women's sports. Because it's the right thing to do. Men who decide that they are women, okay. I'm not, I don't, I don't. I don't understand it, but I don't have to. But when you want to compete in women's sports, well, then I understand it. It's an unfair advantage. And the decision that you made that is best for you is not allowed to be a decision that these women should suffer with. And now we're seeing high schoolers fight back. And you know what they're being told? They're anti-trans. No, they're not. They're pro-them. I am in favor of these girls. Girls who want to compete in girls' sports have my support 1,000%. And people who don't think they should be able to, to compete against other girls and they should have to compete against boys or men, those are some bigoted people and they should be called bigots directly. They're bigots and they're bullies and we should have nothing to do with them. But when a child decides, well, my gender is this, well, the answer is no. And parents who allow this are guilty of child abuse. No 15-year-old is allowed to decide their gender. They're not. They're not allowed to make that call. I didn't say they couldn't have feelings, thoughts, ideas, questions. I don't argue any of those things. I said they can't make the decision. No 9-year-old can make the decision. No 15-year-old can make the decision. That's not the way it works. Adulthood matters quite a bit. And these are children. And the push to make children adults, well, that's a whole nother story, and I've discussed it before. But Ryan Anderson noticed, noticed that his book, uh, When Harry Became Sally, Responding to the Transgender Moment, is no longer available at Amazon. Now, you can find plenty of books about transgenderism on Amazon, not his book. And if you go search it, it'll say, oops, something went wrong. They took the book out of circulation. That's what Amazon did. That's despicable stuff. And the people who favor those kinds of things, again, the bullies and the bigots who don't believe in free speech and free thoughts and free minds. They believe that there is only one thing to do and one acceptable way to act and one acceptable thing to think. And if you don't think it and don't act it, then you should be shamed. I am not shaming the 15-year-old girls who want to run track against other 15-year-old girls or the 22-year-old women who want to run track against other 22-year-old women or the 17-year-old girl who wants to play basketball against other 17-year-old girls. 